0: Welcome to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Get the knowledge you need from Jen DuPlessis with more than 35 years in business and as an entrepreneur and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplesis.com. Now, here is national and international speaker and coach,
1: Jen DuPlessis. everyone, and welcome back to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. I'm Jen DuPlessis, and today joining me is Anna Maria Sanin. She is the uh, marketing director. I shouldn't say director. She's a director of business development with PRMG. I can never get the acronym right. I'm sorry about that, Anna. Um, but uh, she is the uh, marketing uh, or uh, business director for uh PRMG on the East Coast, and she's going to tell us what she does, but most importantly, the reason why I brought her on, and I just want to say thank you for joining us today, and I'm going to have you talk about your your um, your history and your, sort of your bio here, um, but why I wanted to bring her on is for everyone who is trying to become a market influencer or to uh, get more exposure in the business. I hear this all the time You know, with my clients is, I just want to get more exposure, right? So whether it's a networking event or social media or you're doing a class or, or whatever it is that you want more exposure, um, Anna Maria is gonna help us today, get to this, get to where we want to go. Um, so with that said, welcome to our show.
2: Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to um, just share some of my journey.
1: Yeah, well, I'm excited about it too. So so whether you are an independent salesperson or business owner, right, or whether you have a team, what we want to talk about is this business development piece and how you have Uh, really manifested this in a very, very short period of time. So I would love for you to spend just a couple of minutes telling us about where you were before you got into the uh, industry that you're in now, and then that path in the industry so that
2: everyone understands where you're coming from before we get into the questions. Absolutely. And so believe it or not, I come from the uh, fashion industry. Um, And through that, through starting my own business as an image consultant, working with entrepreneurial Women is that I met the first team that I started working with in the mortgage industry Um, That was uh, the mortgage chicks I started with PRMG and funny story here I am again but um, with that said you know uh, I've been here for I've been in the mortgage industry now for about four years and um, I through my time I've uh, learned to incorporate uh, my tools and my skills and my talent that I learned as I was building my own business and working with women and and their personal image and self confidence um, into the business development and uh, recruiting here in the mortgage world.
1: That's awesome. So, so is um, I want to make sure that everybody's real clear on this too um, because business development is a you know very broad these days. It's a you know the BD the big the big BD. You specifically work with recruiting, and what else, so that everyone has a clarity around that?
2: So I started working with uh, realtors, developing relationships and maintaining those relationships for the loan originators that I was supporting and branding at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, As I um, continued to grow in the industry and move forward, I uh, became a recruiter as they call it i I, we need to find another name for that yeah um it's a
1: yeah it's a human capital talent scout
2: i love it (laughs) i think think i'm gonna take that yeah yeah. i'm gonna borrow that so um anyhow um and so i started then working developing relationships and uh finding talent to come join um the team that i you know i represent and so Um, Through that, looking for loan originators to join current branches that were already established and or helping develop new branches uh, within the market or new markets uh, where the company wants to go. And so um, that's really been my role and the relationship along with the branding and uh, the awareness, always having uh, boots on the ground for the brand that I'm, Um, I'm, I'm representing. Awesome. Awesome. Okay.
1: So now, and I know that you're in the mortgage space. However, this is again, something that can be applied to everybody is how do I get the exposure that I want out in the marketplace? So let's start from the very beginning. Cause you know, in a very, again, in a very, very short period of time, you've really made a name for yourself where you were working with just a branch and now you're representing a company on the East coast, you know, to help, um, other people recruit and, um, you know, acquire the talent and, you know, and then, um, so, so we have several levels here. So let's talk about the first level. Let's talk about the independent business owner, entrepreneur, salesperson, realtor, loan officer, it doesn't matter what you do. The independent person who's saying, I am such a secret. How do I get out there and do it myself? How do I do it myself? So can we talk about um, the, you know, and in whatever, uh, whatever way that you want to do this, we can talk about the brand, the awareness, you know, getting the boots on the ground at that level, or we can just talk generally at that level and then go to the various levels and how that changes as we hire someone to do this for us versus doing it for ourselves.
2: Absolutely. Um, So. We hear this a lot, right? Stop being a secret agent yeah. and uh, be known. And also, um, you have to really be uh, aware of what your strengths and weaknesses are. So, and I, I think you know, you didn't speak about that exactly, but in one of your books, you did. You know, having knowing where your strengths are and then being able to find the put the people in place that you need to, right. or not yeah. your strengths, but what yeah. you love doing and fill those gaps right Mm -hmm. and so if you as a business owner are caught up in uh the transaction and or you know the behind the scene type of work then um there's definitely a gap for somebody to be in the front end right being able to promote and to make your business your product your service public um so this is just an added person that's going to come along you, your brand, and be that front end who is making making everybody aware of who you are. And so that's like the number one um, thing that I see as a, as a, as a business developer, of course. Um, and I think I kind of forgot of everything you wanted me to say, but. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> That's what's that, so great about podcasts is that they're just fun because we're like, oh, there. I think there was a question there. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was uh, you know, if I'm independent and I'm not and I don't have that front end person, right? I don't have I'm saying, I, you know, I don't have the ability to do it right now. Um, you know, I'm going to find a way that I can have someone in the future. But if, if, uh, if it's just me, what can I do to act like my own business developer? okay
2: perfect thanks for clarifying No problem Um, in today's world we see I mean we have social media right Mm -hmm. and we have access to the whole world we have access to our niche we have access to our market and the number one advice that I would give is stop you know start thinking outside the box I know Mm -hmm. that we want to be personal I know that we want you know to keep our our lives private and uh, there's so much going on but there is a there is a balance and there's a thin line where you can still be private but at the same time you know make yourself known. We have to understand that we are our own personal brand, right? And as a business owner, as a, um, a leader in the ind- in whatever industry we're in, um, we are the face of our company. We are you know we are everything. And it's up to us to um, utilize the tools that back in the days cost so much money. I mean, to do an ad on a newspaper, to have an ad on TV, or just so that you can be seen by your neighborhood community. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, we have so many platforms. And so my advice would be um, that don't get caught up on, there's so many platforms, I don't know where to start from, or, you know, I'm overwhelmed because I don't know what to do. Just Focus, identify what you're willing to do and what's not, you know, what's within your budget ability or time to do right now. And just start taking one step at a time. Um, With that, you know, I like to talk about, I'm reading this book, which is called Atomic Habits. And Mm -hmm. I'm looking back because I have it on my table, but it's all about the one, you know, one step. Uh, Habits just by making it changing something one step at a time, you might not see the result immediately, but eventually with steadiness and consistency, then you will see those results. And so that would be my advice. Um, Don't get caught up in the bigger picture. You know, start with one thing.
1: Yeah, I love that. And, um, you know, I call them sticky habits, right? Habits that can stick. Um, and so let's, t- I just want to talk about some of the challenges that you had when you first started doing this, because I know there are going to be roadblocks that people are going to have. Right. And, um, and I know there's fear out there about putting themselves out there, their fear about what they look like. Right. Um, like we were dealing with when, when we first started, I said, Oh, I look really tired. And so I put lipstick on my cheeks. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> <laughs> like, my cheeks, hopefully they are now. Um, so, yeah, we're so cognizant of that, but, you know, we didn't stop, it didn't mean we were going to stop, it just mean that, you know, we're, we're going to go forward, and and it is what it is, right? Um, so what are some of the roadblocks that you had, specifically around the comment that you made about um, the habits, because you have to stick with it to be consistent, I think that a lot of people in today's society are, uh, you know, we want instant gratification, we want instant answers, we want instant results. and that just can't happen all the time. So what what roadblocks did you encounter and how did you overcome them and what recommendations do you have for people to overcome them so that they can keep along with that consistency and that to get to the stickiness?
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jen. I mean, so many, but let's just focus on that. So um, obviously I've learned through the journey that um, right realizing that it's not immediate. I am a very impatient person and um, as a... Type A personality and entrepreneur and outgoing, you know, it's like I want things now, now, now. Uh, But so I've learned that, you know, when we get caught up in the not seeing results immediately, Then we start focusing on what am I doing wrong?
1: Yes. Do
2: I, am I not catching people's attention? Am I the problem? You know, am I being ridiculous? Am I just wasting time?
1: Change Uh, my logo, change the colors,
2: change my tagline. Everything. I mean, you start looking within of like, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? And there's nothing wrong that you're doing. And, you know, as long as you uh, have a plan in place, or even if you just start taking action and just doing it, um, don't get caught up in what am I doing wrong? Just be patient and continue. I'll tell you that when I started uh, doing... The Mortgage Chicks, it was a live show, Keeping Up With The Mortgage Chicks, when I started in the industry. And this was a live show on Facebook um, every Monday, I believe, and so we did that for almost a year. But there was times where the next Monday would come and maybe I didn't have a topic for the time being, and so I would just think, you know what, like, who cares, why am I even gonna do this? I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm getting results or not. Um, but then I would move forward with it and just do it. And so I'll tell you that until this day, I mean, it's been almost two years since I uh, left that team and people see me and they're like, oh my gosh, you are the mortgage chicks. You are, you know, you, we used to watch your show. It was so great. You know, we got so much um, great content from it and advice and so, and i hear that all the time with the video that i do uh, people will you know just spontaneously will send me a message and say you know thanks for sharing i might not share back but i'm listening and and thanks for that yeah, you know, yeah. so we just have to overcome ourselves and that's the biggest obstacle is us
1: yeah yeah i think that that that's truly you know one of the things, one of the definitely one of the things okay so so one of your action items here is then to identify um one platform that you feel that you could um master right Uh, just take one platform don't worry about all of them just take one platform master it and you know stick with it so if you're going to talk about cookies talk about cookies if you're going to talk about kids talk about kids if you're going to talk about products talk about products but stick with one thing to just learn whether or not that that is something that is a habit that that is going to attract people yeah. From an authentic point, not because, oh, you have mortgage chicks, so now maybe I'll do mortgage chicks too, mm-hmm. um, or mortgage chicks 45, right? It's not taking someone else's idea, it's really being authentic with what your message is to the marketplace.
2: Yes, and let me, you know, to say that, to go back into like what platform, I mean, first of all, identify where your market where your niche lives, right? Who is mm-hmm. your, who is your avatar? Mm-hmm. Who is yeah. that, that person? Yeah. And if whether they live in IG, Instagram, which mm-hmm. is more of a millennial, uh, younger crowd. Now though, we are seeing everybody jumping on it, but yeah. you know, identify that. Or if it's an older crowd or maybe, you know, then go to Facebook. And if that's where your audience hangs out, um, you know, Snapchat is great. And then we got, Twitter and but I think the biggest platforms right now it's Facebook and IG for business right um, so identify that and then stick to one you don't have to do both you know and start with video if you can if you can overcome the fear of looking at yourself or hearing yourself um, do video and let me tell you one thing about that people hear you and see you the same way you hear and see yourself so guess what? Every time you're out in public, you're talking, you're, you know, people are looking at you while you're talking. That's exactly how they see. So just accept and love yourself just the way you are. Um, you know, we are all just, you know, we just have to accept it. And, and this is how we look and this is who we are. And then thirdly, um, you know, you don't necessarily need to be talking or selling about your product. You know, um, this is a. a, a I was just on a podcast with my coach. And so we were talking about, um, actually we had a guest, uh, Jeff, Fred, Fred's here with uh, no with shred media and I think I just said his name wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, shred media, he is um, he works there, and so he was giving an advice of um, what he teaches when he speaks and is you know start a like a monthly um, do like a four video for a month, right? And then just talk about what's important to your community so that you become known in your community. Right. And you don't necessarily need to be promoting, hey, I am your loan officer or hey, I am, you know, uh, whatever it is that you do. But say, hey, um, you know, hurricane season is here and you know how to prepare for hurricane season and give some tips. And at the end, it's like, and I'm Anna Maria Sanin. And then your whole brand is behind anyhow. So uh, mm-hmm. they know what you do. So just pick up something that you're passionate If You're passionate about fashion. You're passionate about food or You know, you live in a specific community and you have children. Like, what can you identify with and uh, speak about that? And at the end, always let people know your name and have your brand behind you at all times. And you'll become known that way. So you're going to sell something and they listen to you.
1: Right, right. Because they have to know, like, and trust you first um, (laughs) before they start doing, you know, that. And so there's a great app called um, Big View B-I-G-V-U, It's a great app that you can type out what you wanna say and it teleprompters it right on your uh, phone. So when you're holding your phone anyway, to do a video, right, it's teleprompting and it goes at the speed that you want it to be. And you can put in your um, logo, you can put in your name, you can put in some taglines, whatever you want in it. You can even put music behind it. You can change the background. (laughs) yeah in the background yeah or just do a background but if you don't have a background I want to make sure you know you there's other ways to do it And if you don't have a background then just stand here like we are and just do it in front of whatever hey I'm at my house I'm just sitting here in my office and blah 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 you know and talking about it so um I think the key thing in that particular action item is to make sure that you're um speaking to your niche audience right that you're not speaking to everybody because you end up speaking to no one you're speaking to your niche audience so if you're you want to talk to millennials, talk to millennials. If you want to talk to um, baby boomers, talk to them. If you want to talk to people because you sell ca- uh, canoes and kayaks, then you need to be talking to those people, right? Whatever it is you do, um, be sure that you're selling to them uh, because those, that's what I was saying about cookies. It's an attraction thing. It's a client attraction where we're attracting the people that resonate with us rather than trying to speak to everybody and attract no one. And those that aren't interested in kayaking or aren't interested in cookies or aren't interested in kids will just turn you away. And that's okay. You want to attract the people that are going to listen to you so that you can create a tribe for yourself. Yeah,
2: Yeah, absolutely. And by doing so, you know, these people are going to become uh, your uh, fans and they're going to talk about the products that they gave from you. And when I become interested about cookies or when I become interested or you do, you know, about something, then, you know, it's, it's, there, the name is there, it's it's recognized, so. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I think the other thing that you had mentioned, you know, is um, you were saying about the hurricane, about being relevant in today's market. And it's funny you mentioned hurricane because I was speaking at an event uh, for the National Association of Mor- um, Minority Mortgage Bankers last year, and we had a hurricane coming. And I thought, well, how could I, how could I make the, you know, what's in the news with the hurricane? Be careful, you don't go too political here. But what, what's going on with a hurricane in the news and how that could apply to whatever you're passionate about or talking about today? You know? And for me, you know, we think back a year ago in the mortgage space, um, a little maybe a year and a half ago in the mortgage space, and what was happening was that everyone was fearful and afraid. They didn't know what was going to happen. No one was doing business. The year had gotten off to a horrible start. And that, was, to me, was a hurricane. You know, and saying we're in this hurricane, and we're in, you know, not in the eye, we're in the outer band of it, and everyone's freaking out about it. What if I could help you raise yourself up to that ten thousand foot view, so that you can take a look at this thing and figure out where's the best place for you to place yourself right now in today's market? And it was just a real easy way to take something that was going on in the news and be able to put that into, you know, a conversation that people—it's a sticky reminder as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a great, great, um, great tactic. I love it because again, it's it's what it's like. And I don't know if it relates or not, but it's you know, uh, bringing the making the elephant. Or, or talking about the elephant in the room, whatever, you know, what really it's going on or the big deal that everybody's thinking about and being able to translate that to your message. So um, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. That's what was, you know, going on at that time. And
1: I think that's where the relevance come in. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to, so now i you know, I've, I'm by myself and I've, you know, start creating this, which, you know, we all sound like a broken record. Everyone tells you to do videos. So just, Stop talking, take action, and you'll get results. I mean, that's
0: <laughs> God's
1: sake. I really want to just call it shut up and go do it. Just shut up, just shut up. Go do it. You'll get results, right? So so I'm doing it by myself, but now I'm ready to move on to another area. Now this is kind of interesting because usually what happens when people start growing their business and their practice. Is that they they think about putting themselves out there in the sales position, in the marketing position, you know, and going out and doing what they feel they do best, and hiring administrative, you know, or support staff in that way. What you're suggesting is something a little different. So I think that what's important about hiring or you know bringing on a business development um, officer, we'll call it that, a business development officer of any type, is that. That you're giving them the authority to do what you feel you can't either get to because you're trapped in the minutia of your whatever it is you're doing for a job, or um, it's something that you're not comfortable doing, and it's better that you stay in the minutia. And that just happens to be your role in your on your team in your company, and that's that's perfectly fine. I want to make sure people understand that you don't have to be the one who's out there rainmaking. You can have other people rainmake if that's not where your strength is. If your strength is in the deliverable of whatever it is you're selling, um then you need to hire someone to get out there and make sure that you're known so that you have more to deliver. Would you agree? And then if the, if that's the case, um what what should people be looking for in a business development officer?
2: Yes, absolutely. And you know there is two different types of personality, the introverted and well, just to make it general introverted and extroverted, right? And so if you find yourself and you are very self-aware with your strengths and or where your time is best um, needed, um, then yeah, having somebody who is actually the face out there, it's it's just as important as having somebody who's in the back end if you wanna be the face of your business. So either way, but yeah, talking about me being or having a business developer as the front end, Number one, I mean, you obviously have to find a person who uh, I believe, and if I personally was looking for a business developer, somebody who is extremely friendly, who likes people, who enjoys, you know, who has, who's authentic at the same time, and who cares about people, um, who, you know, it has some, mar- not necessarily, they don't need to have a marketing degree, but, you know, that they are not afraid of, um, using social media platforms that they're not afraid of, um, calling people that they're not afraid of rejection, right? That they just have that personality of, Hey, you know what? I'm here. Let's be friends. Let's get to know each other. Or would you be interested in what I have or what do you have? And, um, those are the skills that are, um, key And another one, which sometimes I got to understand, not everybody has it, but this would be like the cherry on top is being able to find someone who's a visionary, who Mm -hmm. is able to, um, first of all, that you feel completely comfortable with, that you two are able to give constructive criticism to each other, and or someone who really feels as part of your brand, and who's not just there to work for you, but to work with you. And that's a big difference. you know, I I, I always feel that I don't work for companies or people, I work with them because I become part of it. And so uh, making myself part of, like have some sort of ownership, and even if it's in that mindset, um, helps me um, sell, you know, or represent that product. And so I would personally look for for that type of person. Um, And obviously, you know, be able to put an incentive or something in place that um, eventually, with with the opportunity of continuous growth. Um, right. because again, this person is, they are your ad, they are your TV commercial, they are you your know, promotion. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They need to have skin in the game, too, so that as they, you know, are successful, um, you know, we all become successful together. So, what are some of the challenges that you um, experienced in the beginning or have seen when someone tries? Attempts to bring in someone to go out there and be because um, this isn't really a salesperson. This is they sell, but they're more of a promotional person. So, what are some of the challenges that you've seen, or the mistakes that people have made in executing this?
2: So, if we focus to mortgage, um, and I guess the personality type is that in the mortgage industry, um, you loan consultants are very. Uh, number based, right? And result based. So it's like, if the numbers are there, then it makes sense. And so it's like the return of investment, immediate return of investment. And so that has been a challenge, especially with um, training the mind of, I don't what word do I use? Training the mind of, of, of people who perhaps um, are a little bit on the, the baby boomers per se, right? On getting used to the new way of business, like influencers, that's all like a whole new, you know, yeah. work and thing. It's like, Oh, well, you're an influencer, right? But really uh, the return of it, it's it's branding, branding and marketing. That's a long-term return of investment. And so yeah. the way to measure, you know, you have to understand that you can measure your business developer the same way you would measure a product or a transaction. Um, because again, you're creating, you're creating brand awareness out there you're building trust you're building relationships and the way maybe to me- the way that i suggest to measure this it's okay well you went to such and such event you know how many touches did we have there are they being put into a crm are we maintaining that relationship so that's a way of measuring you know how many business cards came back and so now as a business developer you pass on that uh, content and there's two different. You know, it also depends how you want to set the role. Because if if you're just a business developer who you're in charge of promoting and building the brand and making it relevant in the community, and you're just passing on the information to the inside um, to the company in itself, then it is up to them to actually uh, go after those leads and develop those relationships. Now. If we are going to mix the business development which is the promoting again with sales where you are being compensated for the transaction and the sales then there is another role where it's okay you're out developing business but also you are the bridge between the client and the um, professional making sure that the relationship is there making sure that the transaction is moving forward and so now you have. Now it's up, you know obviously the results there are based on transactions, right? Um, so you just have to understand that it it has to be measured differently, and um, you have to be very clear on the expectations and what you're re- what's the end result with this person that you're bringing on. Like, what do you really want them to do?
1: Right. Okay. So as I'm thinking about this, one of the challenges that I've seen from um, people that I coach and talk to is. You know the letting go, letting go of those relationships. So tell me a little bit about um, what what's I'm I'm trying to figure out how I want to formulate this question. Tell me a little bit about uh, the fear factor that's in there. Of you know I have a relationship with a referral partner, um, or I don't have a relationship yet with a referral partner. You're going out and you're creating that relationship, holding that relationship. And I'm not having any communication with them. But the fulfillment of what you're selling is, in my, my, is my responsibility in the case of the introvert versus extrovert, right? So I'm sending you out there and saying, hey, go out and promote, promote me, promote you know, everything I do. And then you keep all the relationships and everything. And then um, I'll take care of the fulfillment.
2: Yeah. That's, uh- okay.
1: But it's my name. So it's a little different. So the the compensation is a little different for the BD. It's a lead generation versus an actual, uh, you know, closed uh, business.
2: Yes. So, I mean, yes, there's different ways to look at that. And so um, just like anything, you know, if, if, okay, if you are the one who has no um, relationship with the biz dev, and I guess, again, I'm like thinking mortgage right now. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, you know, it, you have to set the boundaries, right? Um, number one, because you can be part. I mean, as a business, so me as a business developer, bringing in leads or clients, right, um, to the people that I'm working with, I also want to make sure that they are communicating in some sort of way with the client. And I'm just coming along as a second person just making sure that there is nothing that's falling in the cracks that, you know, um, the it's just that extra layer of support. So that's one way. And obviously at that moment, you know, both of you have access to the relationship. Now, whether, you know, the client the realtor, let's say, um, or the client, when you um, decide to end that relationship, decides to you know, uh, keep a relationship with you or the originator or, you know, the person, then that's something that we have no control over. Um, Now, the way I like to, you know, at the end of the day, you're developing the relationship, but the person who's actually doing the work is the one in the back end. So I think that's the most important part of it. Um, And as a biz dev, again, you got to find people who are aligned with your values. Your, you know, your culture, and who are going to respect that. Now, with relationships that you already have, you know, this is then you work. That's why you can work different tiers of uh, compensation and/or bonuses mm-hmm. and/or and then put different um, guidelines or you know, um, and yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to really. There's different ways to work around it. I guess I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's kind of muddy and it's not you. I'm just saying this, this position is kind of a muddied position, you know, in um, a lot of different businesses where, you know, generally it's the person who's, uh, you know, done their own work. They've done their own um, business development. They've done their own promotion and exposure. And now they've got to a capacity where they can't do it and fulfill, right? There's not, it's, it's like, that's where it comes. It comes down to the bottom line. It's like I can't, I can't scale my business because I've now tapped out. So who do I hire, right? And then looking at who they hire, um, to the extent that uh, you know they're not losing their brand and all the work that they've done uh, by bringing on someone who now goes out and, and sort of pre brands them. Because I I kind of see it as pre branding. It's like. Um, yeah, so it, to me, it's an it, early bird ticket to something.
2: Yeah, the, oh, way I I, the way I like to look at it is, you know, you are, this is your company, you know, you've put in the work for so many years, this is your brand. Um, you know, we get to certain points in our business where we got to choose what we're going to do and let go of one thing to gain other. Yep. So I think that your brand is always going to be your brand, and um, and and the people who have been working with you are always going to continue to work with you unless something happens between you guys. But so when you being a business developer, on you know I believe that. You have to be in the mindset to understand that any, you know, they are now just going out there to represent and to continue to develop that area that you no longer can do if you want to continue to increase your business. So it all boils down to what your vision is and your end goal is. Um, and then again, you know, let go of that fear that oh, but I built this, I did this, and yeah, and it's still yours. Nobody's going to take that away from you. The fact that somebody's coming along now to fulfill a role that. Uh, you can no longer fulfill for whatever reason. Um, You know, it's only fair that if they do develop those relationships and if they do, you know what, and at the end of the day, those new that's why you're paying a business developer. That's why they're either on a salary and compensation plan uh, because they are the ones now doing the work out there, bringing the people to you so that they get to know you. Yeah. 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 And
1: they start off with not having that brand awareness um, that, you know, is what the individual that hires them has that brand awareness. And- um, yeah, and I mean, it's no so different. I mean, you could look at Walmart, you know, it starts off very slow, and then it gets bigger, you know, eventually, um, the owner, the CEO of Walmart is not the person who's going out and doing everything. Um, at some point, you have to let that go. But the brand is maintained. Um, so if we look at it in, in a huge scale like that, that that I think can help people overcome any fears that they might have, you know, on the backside um, of this.
2: I think they they need to look at their um their their firm their consultant you know um set or or their business um, as a as a bigger you know with a bigger vision you right know. it's
1: not the next step right here yeah,
2: it's my, many steps
1: down the road. Yes. this is just the first step in that process rather than saying, you know I won't do it because I'm afraid of that first step that yes. first step is is where my fear lies but if i if I look you know really far ahead, this is not um you know, something that, that I'm afraid of. Okay, so so again, the action here, so we already talked about identifying, you know, a platform, um, doing a, videos, you know, maybe a small series that's not related to your product, but related to some of your passions, focusing on your um, clients, right? Your yeah. avatar that you're focused at um, your target market. And then the second part about this is when it gets to the capacity where you've done such a great job at being a market influencer, and you know, have so much business coming in, you now have to make a decision. Am I hiring a support staff or am I hiring someone who can go out and duplicate me out in the marketplace to continue to be the rainmaker and bring more business in so that we can continue to fulfill it? And it may be even nice to think about that third step or the second step in there, you know, not the first, but the second of, yeah. And if that person brings in enough, then I can hire the support staff, right? So, or vice versa. Right, and and, um, I think that's really good. And finding someone who is sales-oriented, who is friendly with people, who is a visionary so that they work with you in tandem, a production partner, as opposed to someone who works for you. so I think all that that's absolutely wonderful. Okay, So as we kind of wrap up today, and thank you for sharing all this, because I know this is an issue for a lot of people, and I've addressed it in my podcast before with another business development a development officer. And I think it's really great to get another perspective from someone um, you know, someone else. Um, but uh, so tell us a little bit about um, some of the the teamwork or long term relationship. Uh, skills that you have developed, that you feel have made you ultimately very, very successful in this. So, you know, someone makes a decision that they're going to hire someone, but how do we keep that relationship um, engaged, that relationship between the two of us? In this example, you and I, right? How do we keep that relationship going um, so that it's not a big turnover event?
2: Okay, um, so if I understand right, and tell me if I'm answering your That's question. That's okay. Um, building, it's well, really
1: building that power team, that rock star team. You know yeah. what? What keeps that team together?
2: So again, let's go back to Facebook and Instagram. Right, we can't be far, far away, not talk, and I don't know how many months or so, but we are keeping up with each other online, and so finding that time to nurture that relationship, to comment on one another, to uh, you know find things that you can relate with and or um, comment about, share about. Um, I think that's one way to do so. Um, but it, I think you might want to repeat that question.. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be completely Um, transparent. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's okay. No. I mean, it's it's. uh, You know, I'm in the process of writing a book called um, From Success to Significance. Yeah. Okay. And so what I'm what I'm asking is, how do we take this internal relationship that we have between each other, this business development officer, this this um, you know brand influencer, you know, the person who has the the influence. And all the others in the team, how how have you found that that relationship goes from not only just being successful, but going into the significance for the individuals within that team?
2: Okay. So um, I think it's very important that we also realize that our uh, work environment or our work people team, they, they are part of our family, right? They are our family. And so here we go back to the new thing that we see today, which is culture. It's Mm -hmm. all about culture and uh, values and not just hiring to have or to be the biggest or, you know, to have the best, but really people that you can see yourself growing with that, you know, that you don't need to be the same type of person, right? But that the culture, the values are there. Um, And again, it's, same thing applies to we only do business with people we like and trust, right? And so as you build your team, you should uh, be very aware, self-aware of who you like to work with, you know, and build a team around that. Um, And that way, I mean, that um, organically, right? It's going Mm -hmm. to develop that relationship and more than just a transaction a sell and a success it really becomes more of a deeper relationship because now you guys i mean we spend more time with our uh, co-workers and our teams than we do sometimes even with our family if we're not you know if we're having to work in the office so um you know i i think it all boils down to um just choosing choosing your people right and choosing your team and uh you know realizing what's really important and then being able to build around that and that's what really is going to hold um, things together and build those long-term relationships and uh, intimate relationships that will um, flourish way further
1: yeah, yeah. And, I, and I do I, yeah I mean if you look at if you look at the statistics that are out there now um, you know for employee turnover, um all of it's related to the lack of engagement, the lack of feeling like they're part of a team, and instead they're just there to collect a paycheck and be you know, a worker bee. And I know that people are really, really looking for that. And so anytime that you can create a superior culture, a superior um, experience for what I've always said, my client, not my clients, my team, has always been my number one customer. And when we have that, uh, we have those, uh, I'll call it values because that's what I always talk about, but we have the, or priorities and we have those priorities in alignment. And we know that our team is our number one, uh, client mm-hmm. that we need, um, you know, that we can't grow unless we're serving them first and foremost. And, um, so I just wanted to interject that as well. So I, I totally agree with you. It's all about the culture. And the caution here for those that, you know, for you guys that are listening, or you people that are, sorry, I, my mom used to tell me, don't say guys. Um, for <laughs> those that are listening, <laughs> got, caught me. Um, but for those that are listening, you know, this is a real key point because I hear too often, I tried bringing somebody on, it didn't work. I tried bringing, you know, an assistant on, they didn't work. I tried hiring salespeople, they didn't work. It's not them that's not working. It's It's the, you know, the pointing that says, you know they didn't this and they didn't that and if we just change that to a thumb point and we say you know maybe i wasn't engaging maybe i wasn't clear i didn't have an onboarding i didn't have clarity in what the rules were and set the boundaries for when things will you know um whose role and deep dig deep tranches you know for a system and yeah. um, that's when i had the turnover right and so I wanna make sure that everybody's clear on, you can't just say, this is a great idea, now I'm gonna go out, and I'm gonna run out, and I'm gonna hire a business development officer, a production partner. Instead, you have to think about what is the backside of it. It's called the 16 minutes of, you know, the 16th minute, because we all know about the 15 minutes of thinking everybody gets, right? It's what happens in the 16th
2: minute
1: Yeah. It's important. And so you can't just hire and expect now, what are you going to do in the sixteenth minute on? To yeah. Create culture, you know, so that you're not throwing new people out, promoting you all the time.
2: Yeah, Jen, and it's like any relationship, you know, it's always it's always two people. It's not one person's fault, and so and back to you know, you have people working with you. If you change that mindset of I have people that love work for me, but yeah. I have people that work with me, then that just gives you a whole different perspective. Um and also your team feels part of. Um, so yeah, I, I mean I couldn't have said any better, and it's so true. It's so true. It's it's all about um just change it starts with our mindset.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, well, thank you so much for coming here today. And I, you know, I always ask my guests, you know, to give us a quote or tell us about a book. You already told us about a book, The Atomic Habits. Um, but because that wasn't part of my question. What about a quote? What kind of, what quote do you have for us that would inspire people, um, you know, today? Is there a favorite quote that you like?
2: So actually, yes, I created this quote uh, myself and when in my fashion image consulting and it was true beauty is found um, within how we choose to dress is just an expression of who we are and that's Anna's (laughs) as quotes. No, but I
1: love it. But I mean, how we choose to show up is just an expression of who we oh, are who we are in non fashion. yeah, how we choose to show up or how we choose to represent ourselves you know is an expression of who we are. and I absolutely love that. and you know I, I mean I just I can't be any more raw about that you know with with how I've always ran this particular podcast is you know it's not formal, it's informal. I, um, I prepare some questions, but generally I just listen. And I show up out of my own curiosity to help other people, you know, get to where they want to go. And um, I I love that. I love that, you know, we're being truly authentic inside and that just resonates outside and that becomes the attraction magnet that we're all looking for rather than having to chase. You know, and- I don't care what business you're in. You know, we if we can attract people, it's so much easier than having to chase people. So, I I am so thankful that you took the time today to come and share this with us and really show us. Uh, you know, I'm just so proud for what you've done um, in such a short period of time. You know, my goodness, in four years in a very uh, difficult um, business. I know that for my 35 years being in it. Um, I know that that's very difficult to be able to do what you've done in four years and bring opportunities to other people. Um, It's just absolutely unbelievable. And your system is just so easy to do. I know it's faith-based, which is what I am too, very faith forward. I know it's authentic. um, And I know that you really have a passion for caring for people and truly finding Um, you know, that common interest in people and not just the superficial things. And I know, you know what I love about it as a business development officer in your particular role, you don't talk product because you aren't about product. And that's one of the things that most loan officers do is that when they're trying to develop a relationship, they only talk product and then they wonder why they can't get business. And you don't have that ability. Now you probably have learned some things, but you don't have that ability. You aren't in the trenches with the nitty gritty on things. So that is proof in the pudding right there that if you stop talking about product, you're going to become a huge influencer and grow your business.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Jen. I mean, this was definitely um, a pleasure and, and it's, it's, I'm honored that you know I'm here with you on this interview, and I am blessed uh, to be in this industry and just again, just be me. I've learned through life that as long as you're authentic and you accept who you are and you just go out to the world and do just that, um, things will and you will be that magnet, and people will be attracted to you and um, just everything will flourish. So I am so looking forward to seeing you soon and um, yeah, me too. Me too. I know we're going to be speaking at an event
1: together. And I, you know what? I, I think this podcast will come out afterwards. It's okay. You know, but I'm, I'm excited to, you know, spend time with you down in Florida. And uh, again, thank you so much for this opportunity. Now, if someone wants to reach out to you and say, you know, I just, I didn't quite get how you might want to set this up. Would you be willing to talk to people and and how could we open a door in connecting with you?
2: Absolutely. So my Facebook, um, it's, my, just look up Anna Maria Sanin, and you'll With find- one
1: me on, N. She's one
2: N. one N Anna, like I'm a one N Jen. Yes, one N, Anna Maria Sunine, Sanin, S-A-N-I-N, um, and you'll find me on Facebook immediately, as well as Instagram. Um, you can definitely DM me, PM me, um, either you know, Instagram or Facebook, and I'd love to, if I can help in any way and shed some light, um, I'll be happy to do that awesome and thank email, you I'll give you my personal email a-n-a-s-a it's my first name Anna my last name Sanin s-a-n-i-n 22 at gmail so,
1: awesome
2: okay when we're off I'm
1: going to ask you why the 22 because mine is a 22 as well
2: oh my gosh I've had this email forever <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Anna Maria. Um, I really appreciate it. And also, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, You know, I'm grateful every time. And I think it's important that I tell you Mm -hmm. that I'm grateful every time so that it accomplishes me writing down what am I grateful for every single day. And so, this gives me the opportunity to again express that. And I please ask you to. Hey, this forward, please start sharing um, my podcast with other people in your community that could learn and grow from the personal and professional growth that we're sharing here every single week. So thank you again for listening and we will catch you next time on Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Thank you for listening to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get
0: Results can't get enough and want more? Visit JenDuplessis.com to book Jen to speak at your event or company or learn about her coaching programs. You can schedule your private strategy session with Jen by texting strategy to 66866. If you want to multiply your results in record time while working less and having a life, contact Jen today. Thanks again and be sure to tune in next week.